gift of music and for those willing to share. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, we do give you thanks upon the promises in which we today stand and proclaim our promises in you, the hope, the grace, the mercy in which you freely offer. Lord, thank you for the inspiration of music and thank you for the stirring of our souls. Thank you for your word too, Lord, that as it's come to be proclaimed, may also stir our souls, may also remind us of your grace and mercy, and may also call us forward to be faithful in our response to you. Lord, thank you for this Sunday, and thank you for this time of stewardship in which we're a part of. In your name we pray. Amen. A very wealthy businessman wanted to give his mother a gift like no other gift she has ever received. So he did a little research and he found a bird, a bird, a bird that had a special gift of vocabulary. Could speak 4,000 words in numerous languages and sing up to three operas. Immediately he bought it. $50,000. He paid for this bird and he had it specially delivered to his mom. The next day he called her and was anxious to hear if she had received it. She said, honey, yes, thank you very much. It was delicious. <laughs> if we do not use our gifts for their intended purpose, our gifts often go wasted and our lives go un fulfilled. If we do not use our gifts for their intended purpose, they often go wasted and our lives go unfulfilled. What are your gifts? What are your gifts? And how are you using them? Our stewardship verse today comes from 1 Peter 4.10. We've been working through verse 8, verse 9, and today verse 10. Each of you has been blessed with one of God's many wonderful gifts, so use your gift well. Today I share with you one of my favorite children's books, The Giving Tree. Let us hear it. Now, The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. Once there was a tree, and she loved a little boy. And every day the boy would come, and he would gather her leaves, and make them into crowns, and play king of the forest. He would climb up her trunk, and swing from her branches, and eat apples. And they would play hide-and-go-seek. And when he was tired, he would sleep in her shade. And the boy loved the tree very much. And the tree was happy. But time went by, and the boy grew older, and the tree was often alone. Then one day the boy came to the tree, and the tree said, Come, boy, come, and climb up my trunk, and swing from my branches, and eat my apples, and play in my shade, and be happy. I'm too big to climb and play, said the boy. I want to buy things and have fun. I would like some money. Can you give me some money? 
I'm so sorry, said the tree, but I have no money. I have only leaves and apples. Take my apples, boy, and sell them in the city. Then you will have money and you will be happy. And so the boy climbed up the tree and gathered her apples and carried them away. And the tree was happy. But the boy stayed away for a long, long time, and the tree was sad. And then one day the boy came back, and the tree shook with joy. And she said, Come, boy, climb up my trunk and swing from my branches and be happy. I'm too busy to climb trees, said the boy. I want a house to keep me warm, he said. I would like a wife and children, so I need a house. Can you give me a house? I have no house, said the tree. The forest is my house. But you may cut off my branches and build a house. Then you will be happy. And so the boy cut off her branches and carried them away to build his house. And the tree was happy. But the boy stayed away for a long time. And when he came back, the tree was so happy she could hardly speak. Come, boy, she whispered. Come and play. I am too old and sad to play, said the boy. I want a boat that will take me far, far away from here. Can you give me a boat? Cut down my trunk and make a boat, said the tree. Then you can sail away and be happy. And so the boy cut down her trunk and made a boat and sailed away. And the tree was happy, but not really. And after a long time, the boy came back again. I'm sorry, boy, said the tree, but I have nothing left to give you. My apples are gone. My teeth are too weak for apples, said the boy. My branches are gone, said the tree. You cannot swing on them. I'm too old to swing on branches, said the boy. But my trunk is gone, said the tree. You cannot climb. I am too tired to climb, said the boy. I'm so sorry, sighed the tree. I wish that I could give you something, but I have nothing left. I'm just an old stump. I am sorry. I don't need very much now, said the boy. Just a quiet place to sit and rest. I'm very tired. Well, said the tree, straightening herself up as much as she could. Well, an old stump is good for sitting and resting. Come, boy, sit down. Sit down and rest. And the boy did. And the tree was happy. The end. The tree gave all it had to make the boy happy. At every stage of his life, the boy's desires grew and the tree met the need of the boy. God meets our desires along every stage of our life. For some it's when we're young and it's times of joy and innocence. For others as we get older it begins to be a source of income and perhaps a home and even a family. And for others it's finally a time, a place to sit and rest. How have we responded? Do we keep going back to God for more or do we ever stop? and return the thanks. As we look at the giving tree, some could view this story as sad. We grow old having used what others have given us. And honestly, we feel used up ourselves. Some might look at the story as one of selfishness and greed on, beh on behalf of the boy or irresponsibility on behalf 
of the tree. And even others might look at it as an example of selfless love and willing service to others. That's how I look at this story. And do any of the endings sound familiar to you? The end of our life could be sad. Or perhaps our story is one that's viewed as greedy or selfish. Or maybe even our life is looked back on as one who offered what they have that others might find fulfillment. We've all been blessed. Right? I mean, we know that. We've all been blessed. All of us here have been given gifts, material gifts, spiritual gifts, financial gifts. How are you using your gifts? How are you using your gifts? How are you using your gifts? At each stage, do we give back to the giver? And if so, how? I guess it really depends upon where we acknowledge these gifts originated and what the purpose of them are. Hear Paul's words in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. I invite you to join me in the scriptures before you online for your Bibles or devices you have or perhaps here in person the devices that you have. Romans chapter 12 verse 3. For by the grace given to me I say to everyone among you not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think but to think with sober judgment each accordance to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members and not all members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry and ministering, the teacher and teaching, the exhorter and exhortation, the giver and generosity, the leader and diligence, the compassionate and cheerfulness. This is the word of God for the people of God. When we begin to recognize the grace that God has given each of us and offer our gifts back to God, the result is transformation. In verse 6, I invite you to look at it if you still have your scripture open. In verse 6, Paul says we have gifts that differ according to the grace that is given us. One of the most popular images that Paul offers us as a Christian community and as the Christian church is one of the body. Each has its own purpose and function. One is not more important than the other. When each carries out his or her function in the body, then the church functions as it's been created to. This function is, is not one that looks at one's particular gift or the popularity of the gift, but the focus is the function of the body together as a whole. Stewardship is about participating in 
and contributing to the function of the body of Christ. Stewardship is about participating in and contributing to the function of the body of Christ. The focus is on what gifts we have, not on what gifts we wish we had. The focus is on God and not if these gifts are seen or even affirmed by others. Our responsibility is how will we contribute to the functioning of the body. And our privilege is the contribution to this body. Our responsibility is how well is the body functioning. And our privilege is how we'll contribute to the functioning of the body. In these verses from 1 Peter we've been going through each week, Peter speaks to the end times. It's verse 7. We've been starting at verse 8. But if you look at verse 7 of 1 Peter 4, he's talking about the end times. And the focus is not on saving yourself, but going into the world and sharing the gifts we have by making a difference in others' lives. Without the hospitality we talked about last week, there'd be no place for the church to meet. There'd be no place for those who proclaim the good news to stay. The same is true for us. Without your gifts, without your gifts, financial gifts, tangible gifts, intangible gifts, Emmanuel would not, could not exist. Let us build upon those who have gone before us as we plan and build for the future. We've learned in these verses from 1 Peter chapter 4, directions for a faithful life. In verse 8, we're called to love. And that love is the manifestation of our faith. In verses 9 and 10, we learn what that love looks like in the community of faith as we're called to welcome and called to use our gifts well. In verse 11, there are two specific gifts that are referred to. If you have the gift of speaking, preach God's message. If you have the gift of helping others, do it with the strength that God supplies. Everything should be done in a way that brings honor to God because of Christ who's glorious and powerful forever. What were the two gifts that were referred to in this verse 11? Preaching, speaking, proclaiming, and helping. Serving, preaching, proclaiming, speaking, helping others. We have an opportunity to be God's voice to one another and an opportunity to experience and share the strength that God offers as it's manifested through our faith and our service. Let us acknowledge and return our gifts to God our creator, and the originator of our gifts. That stewardship, this practice expression of our faith. Chuck Swindoll tells this story about animals who decided they should do something meaningful to meet the problems of the world. So they organized a school. They adopted an activity curriculum of running, climbing, swimming, and flying. And just to be fair, all the animals had to take all the subjects. 
Well, the duck was excellent in what do you think? Swimming. Swimming. Of course the duck was. It was even better than the instructor. However, he made only passing grades in flying and was very poor in running. So guess what he had to do? He had to stay after school and practice his running. And this caused his web feet to be badly worn, so he became only average in swimming. But average was quite acceptable, therefore nobody worried about it, except the duck. Now the rabbit was top in its class in what area? In running. But developed a nervous twitch in his leg muscles because he had so much makeup work that he had to do in swimming. The squirrel was excellent in climbing, but he encountered constant frustration in flying because the teacher made him start from the ground up instead of from the treetop down. He developed Charlie horses from overexertion, so he only got a C in climbing and a D in running. The eagle, though, was a problem child and was severely disciplined for being a nonconformist. In climbing class, he beat all others to the top, but he insisted on his own way to get up there. Church, I am not asking you to be somebody or something that you are not. But I am asking you to use your God-given gifts well. And to use them to support the ministries of the church financially and through your service. I don't believe that God calls us to be average, but to pursue excellence through love and using our gifts well. We need each person's gifts, your gifts, for they all work together to make up the body that the body may function as God has equipped and called us to, that this body, called Emmanuel, may be all that God has enabled us to be. The truth is, the truth is, we don't really deserve anything. It's all a gift. It's all a gift. So how will you share your gifts back to God this year? Will you look back on them and view them as sad, as greedy and selfish, or as satisfying? And finally reach that place of peace and rest in your life. The name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.